0: What's up, everyone? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So, today I'm gonna break down a conspiracy that has been super controversial. It's very complicated. There's crazy amounts of propaganda about it in the mainstream media. And I think because the complexity of the case coupled with the propaganda, even people that are normally like open-minded to there being a possibility of a different side of the coin to an official narrative, I think even those people find this conspiracy super easy to discount. I know, because I used to do it. I'm talking about Pizzagate. Yes, motherfuckers, we are going to revisit Pizzagate, and I'm going to break it down in a way that you can understand why a lot of people... I think there's some bullshit going on. I think there's some bullshit going on. No, I don't believe everything in the Pizzagate conspiracy is fact. That's just ridiculous. There are just a lot of very strange similarities, coincidences and connections that don't become apparent until you've stepped back from the situation and kind of get a bird's eye view. You need to just know who the players are and who their connections are. And I was able to find a website. It's actually archived. You can't even get to it anymore. I have the link if you want it. So DM me if you want to get that. But this website literally breaks it down in a super easy way to understand. So we're going to start with the email that kicked it all off. But before, the author of this, I guess, uh, removed archived post on the internet, they have a really good point. They wrote, I want to clarify that there isn't anything conclusive with them that could incriminate anybody. They are just weird. These are starting points to an open-sourced internet investigation. No one example will convince you that it is real. I suggest you read everything before coming to a conclusion. Once you see the big picture, I think any intellectually honest person will reconsider the narrative which was fed to us by the mainstream media. And 100%, I totally agree with that statement. So this guy gives a warning, just like letting people know the shit you're about to read is terrible. It's disturbing. It's difficult to swallow. It's not safe for life. So proceed with caution. Now back to the email that sparked this whole Pizzagate investigation. Various theories have been thrown around regarding quote-unquote handkerchief codes. But I'm not convinced by those. There was never any conclusion on what this email was really about since it was never addressed by Podesta. Okay. And this is the actual email. I'm going to read it to you. So it's supposedly from a realtor and the email address is listed and it's to John Podesta. It's from Erin Setz. It's from her Gmail account. And it says, hi, John, the realtor found a handkerchief, I think it has a map that seems pizza related. Is it yours? They can send it if you want. I know you're busy, so feel free not to respond if it's not yours or you don't want it. So this is the email that sparked it all off. It sounded weird to someone. And apparently this email specifically has never been addressed. A lot of this has never been addressed. So I think that's also why this is like such an enduring conspiracy. These, you know, what, three, four years later? When did this start? In like 2016, 2017. Okay, and so Pervert 101. Cheese pizza is slang for child porn. If you go to the Urban Dictionary, that's what they will tell you. If you see perverts on Instagram, they have pizza everywhere. So the guy who made the website goes on to list that there were a lot of suspicious emails. The ones he's listed have reoccurring cheese pizza and pasta. Just a lot of reoccurring themes that kind of coincide with the way kitty porners talk. So I'm not going to talk about all the emails he lists, but one that definitely stands out is one where John Podesta is receiving a message about how somebody is bringing three kids and it lists their age. It's 11, 9, and 7. And how they'll be coming to provide further entertainment for this group of adults that are going to quote-unquote the farm. It's the weirdest shit ever. And if at any time you guys want to see the emails I'm talking about, they are still up on WikiLeaks. So go there and search the Podesta emails. So the sender of that little gem I just told you about was Tamara Luzado who's Clinton's chief of staff during her time in the Senate. Her personal blog was found shortly after those emails were discovered. This is what was under the headline, quote-unquote, Evelyn is growing up. Soon she will be queen of the entire U.S. of A. Right now, for a limited time only, you can spend some time with her online, raw and uncut. Take advantage of this now, as in the future she will have the power of life and death over you. Huh, what the fuck? <laughs> Okay, to add another degree of creep to that whole, I don't even know what the fuck that was, the headline under her title, is a picture of this woman sitting there with four children, ranging in ages from like a baby, like six months old, maybe up to six or seven years old. Really fucking disturbing. Evie's fucking crib. What is going on with these people? I guess it's like a known fact that John Podesta has an underground vault, like underneath his house. They said it was so they could show off quote unquote awkward works of art, such as a video installation. He says it's easy to store them, but difficult to display them. To get around the problem, he and his wife have excavated a huge subterranean vault beneath their home outside Washington, a space five meters square and four meters high, in which it would be possible to show, quote-unquote, very complicated video pieces on four walls. Hmm. <laughs> so disturbing. It wouldn't be disturbing if there wasn't all of this other stuff pointing to this guy as a fucking pet file. So now we move on to Dennis Hastert who is an admitted pedophile that Tony Podesta admits to still being in touch with. There also seems to be a connection with Hassert in Japan since they mention the island, and Tony is writing to some Japanese ambassador from what we can gather. And this is what the email says. Might be time for Denny to vanish to an undisclosed Japanese island. What the actual fuck? There are other emails that literally are from John Podesta. Talking to a person named Mac, just talking about how it's been 50 years since Camp knows and that he stayed in touch with Denny Hastert. He lists a bunch of other people and this email was sent June 1st, 2015. So here is a little excerpt from an article. Former U.S. House Speaker Dennis Hastert faces time behind bars for pain to cover up his sexual abuse of some high school wrestlers decades ago. Yes, go fucking look it up. It's on the Googs right now if you go search it. This next email is just really fucking strange all the way around. It goes, Dear friends and colleagues, We will have the third annual cookout at, it gives an address, on Sunday, December 28th, and we would like you and your partner to be part of it. This year, our party will be taco-themed with fresh handmade tortillas flown in from Mexico the previous day goes on to list some other foods. We plan to start eating and drinking in the early afternoon hours at 3 p.m. It says they'll have a decent selection of wine and it is a family-friendly event, so you should bring all children that are available. Like what the fuck who what? Bring all the children that are available because it's a fr- what? That isn't I don't know, it's super creepy sounding. There are a lot of very strange emails about food. I don't know what is going on with that. And then there's the infamous Obama email, the one that talks about how he spent $65,000 taxpayer money flying in pizza and hot dogs from Chicago for a private party at the White House not long ago. Should we, and it goes on to say, assume we use the same channels? Like, what the f- Uh, they're all of these. I'm just asking myself, what the fuck are they talking about? That sounds terrible, especially for the people involved and the known pedophile associates they have. It sounds horrible. So the last one was not from the Podesta emails. The last one was from Stratfor, which is a private intelligence firm. There is a lot to say about Stratfor. They actually do seem to have channels for flying around quote unquote pizza. There's actually the Pizza Pages, which appears to be an international pizza ordering site that they're working on. Now, if as far as their quote-unquote pizza means actual pizza, I have no idea. So now we're going to get to the part where Comet Ping Pong comes into the picture. And it all starts because there's an email, and it's talking about a dinner that's supposed to be at Tony Podesta's house. And one of the three guests listed in this email is the owner, James Elephantis. The connection to Elephantis was discovered while searching for pizza, like the word pizza, in all of these emails. He came up because the DNC had some fundraisers at his pizza shop, and it quickly became apparent that Elephantis is very well connected in DC, and he's not your average pizza shop owner. GQ Magazine listed him as 49th most important person in Washington, D.C. He has known connections with John and Tony Podesta, Hillary Clinton, and Obama. He is the ex-boyfriend of David Brock, an American liberal political operative, author, and commentator who founded the media watchdog group Media Matters for America. Elefantis has posted pictures of the interior and some of the art in Podesta's house. And a lot of people started looking into his Instagram posts. A lot of them came off as very strange, sexual, and children were involved. On some of the posts, they weren't even trying to hide the child pornography connections. So I'm not going to go into all of the posts. They're fucking nasty. They're online if you want to see them. But people went into the deep dive looking into Comet Ping Pong and James Aliphantus. And there was very strange pictures, very strange evidence that you can't just dismiss like the media did by saying, well, Comet Ping Pong doesn't have a basement. So therefore, the entire conspiracy theory is cuckoo. Well, the only problem with that is Elephantis had posted pictures inside Comic Ping Pong's basement. And these pictures are up on this website for anyone to see still. Podesta's strangely worded emails and all this stuff about food and his taste in art were a big catalyst for the investigation into the whole Pizzagate situation. His house the one I was just talking about that has the quote-unquote like art installation in the subterranean vault is adorned with art showing child abuse and it's by artist Biana Djerjevic and just Look her up. It's literally disgusting. It it absolutely is child abuse art. I'm not even fucking exaggerating. Another strange coincidence is the businesses surrounding Comet Ping Pong. You have one on the same side of the road called Besta Pizza. And in the logo, it literally has the boy love pedophile symbol. Then nearly directly across the street, you have Beyond Borders, which is a charity focused on Haiti, funded by the Clinton Foundation. And directly next to it, you have a place called Terrasol, which is another restaurant. And that restaurant's logo is the pedophile symbol found on the FBI's website showing that it means girl love. The owner of Terrasol actually has a picture of her and Hillary Clinton up on the website, which kind of leads me into the next little aspect of Pizzagate, the Clintons, Haiti, and Laura Silsby. Now, all of the Laura Silsby, Haiti stuff kind of happened at the way beginning of Pizzagate. It happened before even Comet Ping Pong. But let me kind of give you the rundown on Haiti, the orphans, the Clinton Foundation, and Laura Silsby. So a woman named Laura Silsby was caught trafficking children in Haiti. And Hillary Clinton was sent emails regarding her updates. Laura Silsby was let off the hook by a Clinton-appointed convicted sex trafficker. She's now an associate to the Amber Alert system involved in finding missing children. No fucking shit. You can look it up online. A woman who was investigating these ties to the Clinton Foundation was found dead recently as well. She not only found ties to the Clintons, these Haitian children that were being kidnapped, but different businesses the Clinton Foundation had connections to that were basically plundering Haiti of its gold. I know, super shocking the Clinton involved in hella shady shit. So Monica Peterson worked for an organization called Laboratory to Combat Human Trafficking, and She died mysteriously in Haiti after a friend reported that she was investigating the Clinton Foundation. Now on the website, it goes into a very detailed account of what Monica Peterson found. I'm not going to go into all of it in detail, but like I said, it connects Hillary, it connects the Clinton Foundation, the Haitian Senate, the president. It's super all fucking interconnected and just one more peg in the Pizzagate conspiracy. So with all this stuff I've just explained to you, are you kind of confused about how the media defined Pizzagate as the Clintons running a slave ring in the basement of Comet Ping Pong? Did we talk about anything about the Clintons running a slave ring in the basement of Comet Ping Pong? Absolutely not. So it's just the way the media went to such great lengths to try to discredit this entire conspiracy theory based upon Comet Ping-Pong and their basement and just summarizing it all to just be that ridiculous it was a lot of effort and for what why don't why are they paying such attention to that conspiracy theory and why hasn't anybody disproved it pizza gate has not been disproven they're not even talking about it anymore So like I said at the beginning, I absolutely don't believe everything about the Pizzagate conspiracy is 100% fact. Can you think of any conspiracy anywhere that all the points to conspiracy theorists were talking about were dead on? It's just not going to happen like that. And like I also said, there's not going to be a smoking gun in a type of case like this. There's too many powerful people involved and it's too current. Maybe 20 years from now? Some evidence will be released that can prove these fucking people did this. But until then, we have to rely on circumstantial evidence. And I think there is a concerted effort by the mainstream media and a lot of these players to cover everything up. And just one more little dink. Seth Rich is the person that leaked all of the DNC emails and he mysteriously ended up murdered in Washington, D.C., which is a whole nother conspiracy theory in itself. So check it out and don't let the media just shut down your whole opinion on it because the media has its own interests to protect. So moving on from the Pizzagate conspiracy to the biggest conspiracy of most of our lifetimes, the coronavirus. I came across a post by a user, <laughs> the dude abides. And that's the with an A, just in case you're wondering. Anyway, the title is, this is a fully sourced explanation of hesitancy towards vaccines. This is a fully sourced explanation of the hesitancy towards the clot shot. Nothing about 5G, microchips, arm magnets, depopulation theories, etc. Just verifiable data, quotes, and sourced science. And when you go into the actual post, it leads you to a PDF file. And in the introduction of this PDF file, the person states they're not anti-vax and goes on to say most of us aren't, which is totally true. Most just have valid concerns about these specific quote-unquote vaccines. Those of us hesitating need to see these concerns completely addressed instead of censored and dismissed. The document is written for the layman who knows nothing about science, so don't feel intimidated to read it. You'll be able to follow it. Go through it with your friends, family, medical professionals, etc. Be skeptical of absolutely everything in this document. Don't just blindly trust it. Verify it for yourself. Literally what I've been saying about all the shit I talk about. So the person summarizes all the hesitancy, talking about leaky vaccines. They talk about variants which are mutating. They talk about the CDC and UK's own government data showing that people that are 50 years old or younger with no comorbidities who catch either COVID-19 or the Delta variant have almost no real risk of hospitalization or death, let alone teenagers and children. For each of these points... They literally go into all of it in great detail. They explain very simply what antibody-dependent enhancement is, which if a vaccinated person encounters a mutation of the virus with spikes similar enough for the narrowly trained antibodies to attach without matching perfectly, they can't neutralize the virus. But even worse, they block the immune system from trying other solutions giving the virus free reign, and that was what a lot of historical veterinary versions of the coronavirus vaccine have done. That's actually the reason why they never reliably gave the coronavirus vaccine to pets, and it is happening to humans, and they theorize it's going to happen a lot more. They'd go into different viral loads that vaccinated and unvaccinated people have. They literally break this all down for everybody, and it is Probably the easiest document I've seen on all of the different problems with the vaccination, they break it all down in a way that's super easy to understand. It's literally a very easy read. It's 115 pages, and it goes into great detail, but in plain English. So everybody could understand this. So if you want this document, go ahead and shoot me a line at at gmail.com. I will send it out to you happily. So before I get out of here today, I have to let our Australian friends and listeners know that December 4th at 12 p.m., there is a countrywide protest scheduled here. These protests are taking place at your nearest Australian embassy or consulate. It's basically to show support to the Australians that are being locked down by their own government. You can go to reignitedemocracyaustralia.com. .au/sos if you want to get more information on all the shit their government is doing to them right now they are literally saying that they're going to be able to confiscate bank accounts of people that don't get the kabobo vaccination it's like this just not even proved to be safe but you're going to start stealing people's money because they don't want to get the kabobo vaccination they're talking about being able to confiscate people's homes if they don't pay kabobo fines What the actual CCP fuck is going on over there? All I know is Australia has always had America's back with all of our bullshit over the last, what, 50 years. All the fucking stupid-ass wars we've gotten ourselves into. Australia's been there to help us all the way. So the least we can do for the Australian people is to show them we support them. So go try to find your Australian embassy or consulate December 4th at noon Go tell them what you think of the way they are treating their people. As far as the Australian listeners, I'm not sure if your guys' media will even allow the protests to be shown on TV there. But I promise you, these protests are planned all over the country. And if you're hearing this and you're wondering like, why the fuck should I care what's happening in Australia? I guarantee you, the shit they are doing to them there will be coming to the United States. The Australians have been used as like a testing ground for all this kabobo nightmare. The Canadians as well. And we cannot let that shit come here. So we got to stop it now. We got to help out the Australians and we've got to help out the Canadians. There is a vested interest for everyone to stop this madness now. What's happening is a precedent is being set that down the line, we are not going to have any say what happens over our bodies If the governments can come in and tell you you can't work, you can't earn a living unless you get an experimental vaccination from a criminal organization, get the fuck out of here. I don't know. This is my hill. I will die on this hill. I'm not getting that vaccination. And it's not because I think I'm going to get it and fucking kill over dead two seconds later. It's because the government has no right to take away our livelihoods over a medical experiment. This is literally what the Geneva Convention was written for, to protect people from medical experiments. And there's quarantine camps being built all over the world, and they're going to put unvaccinated people in these camps. You fucking think it sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory now, but how many other conspiracies from last year are now Conspiracy truth. So I don't know if you guys have heard about this whole L.A. Jetpack Man mystery, but it looks like the FAA has finally solved the mystery. The FAA released a new photo and video taken from an LAPD helicopter last year that basically shows the Jetpack Man is a human sized and shaped balloon resembling Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Other aviation experts have agreed the object in the video matches a description airline pilots have given over the last year. So a bit of an underwhelming end to the entire ordeal. I don't think most people seriously considered it to be a jetpack, as the tech we have now is so glaringly behind what is reported. My favorite theory was that it was a mannequin blow-up doll attached to a drone. Definitely wasn't that. So here's the information on the three sightings. The first was August 30th, 2020 at 6.30 p.m. So there was an American Airlines flight crew on a final approach to LAX. Another happened nearly two months later on October 14th when the pilot of China Airlines flight said there was an object sighted around 6,000 feet over Culver City or Century City and responded yes when air traffic controller asked if the object resembled a jetpack. The third, earlier this year, on July 28th, occurred at approximately 6.10 p.m., when a pilot of Capella Air Cargo on approach to LAX over Santa Fe Springs and Whittier areas told air traffic controllers he could see the jet man off his right wing at an altitude of approximately 5,000 feet. And this is where we get the legendary quote. Possible jetpack man in sight, the pilot said at the time. Air traffic controllers and pilots discussed the sighting. A pilot simply said, we're looking for the Iron Man. And yeah, it pretty much is. I actually have a picture up of this whole jetpack man on Instagram if you want to go check it out. But yeah, it was quite the conspiracy here for quite a while. They even showed it on this really stupid show called What is it? Fucking paranormal what? Paranormal caught on camera. Paranormal caught on camera. Total piece of shit of a show. Like one out of every 10 is probably possibly a real video. But yeah, they were acting like it was some fucking crazy alien shit up in the air when it was very obviously not. So before I get out of here this week, I got to thank California, Texas and Maryland for being my top three U.S. downloaders. And in the world, I got a new one, New Zealand. Hey, guys, what's up? Thank you so much for downloading. I appreciate it. So like I always tell you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.